Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Harkins and Spiegel Show Flashback. Chicagoan Bob Odenkirk with us on The Score. I can't do any spoiler alerts, but if you haven't watched Better Call Saul and you're listening, you should still watch tonight's episode because we almost died shooting tonight's episode of this show. It was brutal. The hardest shoot I've ever done. Tonight's Better Call Saul episode is really something special. I want everyone to know about it. Ah, That's it. I'm done. Done. Quiet. Why? Quiet, I'm loud. I'm going to die in this dirt one way or the other. Let's get it over with. Get up. No! You get up, and you get up now. What is it for? I have people waiting for me. They don't know what I do. They never will. They're protected, but I do what I do so they can have a better life. And if I live or if I die, it really doesn't make a difference to me as long as they have what they need. So when it's my time to go, I will go knowing I did everything I could for them. Now you ask me how I keep going. That's how. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. All right, pleased to welcome in Bob Odenkirk. So, Bob, congratulations on this movie. It, it seems so cool. I haven't seen it yet. I feel like I should get out and see it on the big screen. I've heard great things. Congrats. Are, are, are you enjoying this uh, rollout of Bob Odenkirk action hero? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I trained for two years. So I could do this uh, screen fighting and uh, seems to have played well for people. We're number one last weekend. We're not going to beat these monsters, these CGI freaks, but uh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It'll leave you smiling and laughing and cheering. You know, just the trailer, the trailer alone did that for me. So I'm just extrapolating those feelings out to a couple hours. I, I figure it'll be great. The, um, what a unique time to drive people back to the movies. How difficult is it for you guys to evaluate the success or the popularity while the, the backdrop is that moviegoers are, are, are kind of tentative to go back to the theaters in general? Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, I went to see the movie uh, at the City Walk with a bunch of people who cheered and, and laughed and enjoyed uh, seeing nobody but... Uh, when it was done, I felt bad there weren't many people in the theater. And then the theater owner told me, oh, that was a sellout. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, you you know, now they've increased the uh, audience size here in Los Angeles since then. So last weekend we were at 20% or 25%. And then now this weekend we're at 50%. So, listen, it's it's hard to judge really 
you know, except that people smile and laugh and cheer, and they laugh at all the right moments, and they're energized by this movie. So really, it's not my, uh, frankly, it's not my problem. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Universal's problem, they're, and they've been great about it. Listen, they, they have had the best attitude about everybody in the whole country has been going through this COVID uh, pandemic challenge, and we're coming to the end of it. Let's, let's start slow. We'll move out slowly. We'll be careful. And, and it's, I think it's going to work great. And, and I'm super happy with how we played. This is a movie you're going to enjoy this weekend, next weekend in theaters, and then on VOD. It, it's um, it's going to be fun for a long time for people to uh, check out this fun world that we created. It's in a lot more theaters in Chicago than it was last weekend, and you mentioned um, available digitally on the 16th of April. I like COVID pandemic challenge. That might be my favorite way that it's been referred to. With that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, listen, I think we're getting to a point where we can start talking about it like that and, and not being uh, so deeply disturbed by it, but rather just look at it as like this fun <laughs> The right. competition we're all engaged in. Who's going to win? Yeah. We're going to win. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're winning. Yeah, like it's on Battle of the Network Stars or something. Like Robert Conrad is going to come up big in the COVID pandemic yes. challenge. I, I, you know, yes. it, it's right. I mean, what, why not? Um, what do you yes. what do you what do you think um, about directors like pushing back and withholding digital releases um, because they want people yeah. to, to, to see it on the big, the big screen. It, in my living room these days, I move the screen yeah. as close as I can to myself and yeah. maybe move the yeah. couch closer. I make better popcorn than I've ever made before. Like, yeah. like th- there doesn't feel it like to be a huge difference, truth be told, sometimes. Well, you're, you, listen, I, good for you. You're going to make the most of a situation. But I'm going to tell you something. I felt the same way you did, except I saw nobody in the theater last weekend. And you were going to, this movie, because of the director, Ilya Nyshuler and the writer, Derek Kolstad, who wrote John Wick, these guys orchestrate these fun moments that make the whole crowd jump, clap, laugh. And I think that experience is... um, is something worth getting again. So if you feel safe, uh, go see it in a theater, uh, but it'll still be a lot of fun at home. But if you, if you watch it at home, try to watch it with three or four people because you're going to have more fun. God, that, that collective reaction. I, I yeah. Just as you're talking about it, I'm realizing how much I've missed it in stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, let me tell you, it's, we, we are, you know, we're not the biggest movie. We don't have all this CGI and stuff and, and, but what we do have is great filmmakers who made a crowd pleaser that you can just that. And so that is the that's the special effect we're selling is this great fun ride that you go on with this movie. So if you can see it in a the theater, I think it would be a substantially more fun experience. If you see it at home, definitely try to get five or six people, get as many in the room as you can. Hutch in Nobody is the character that Bob Odenkirk uh, plays. That rage um, that you feel that you get to unleash, that seems satisfying. Um, Did you have to to dig deep to find that rage, or was it readily available, Bob? 
Uh, sadly, it, it was readily available. <laughs> Just ask my kids. Uh, uh, you know, the truth is my dad, who I didn't know very well, Walter Odenkirk, was able to do that same thing uh, uh, and, and scare the hell out of us with his anger. Uh, I like to be careful and modulate that stuff in real life. But uh, for the screen, it was really fun to pull that out of my back pocket. I, I was, it was a gift from my dad, one of the only things he left me. Oh, man. I, I, I think it's always been there in your comedy, too. Like, uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. In Mr. Show, I would yeah. get mad a lot, and it was very funny. There's yes. a scene called the, the Story of Everest where I get really angry at my son, and uh, it's super funny. Yeah, um, and, and the one where you're um, where, where you're running the family porn store, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Like you're you're furious that the standards of the family porn store are not being upheld. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Uh, all right, yeah. we got we got we got to Mr. Cho. Um, I, I was such a huge fan, as were all of the creative people I knew at the time. It just spoke to us. Uh, the sketch I always think of first is you as a teacher. I think it's a junior high class or a high school class. And, uh, uh, and yeah. somebody, whether it's Silverman or, or Posehn, makes the Wiseacre yeah. comment about taking a field trip. Let's go up your mom's. <laughs> right. And yeah. you say, OK, that's where we're going. And they cut to a montage of the kids on a bus to a house and. An old lady answers the door. Eventually, you all go into the kitchen. She leans over. You put on mining helmets, and you guys are all and it cuts to like a fantastic voyage kind of footage. And I'm, I'm dead every time, Bob. I'm dead. Like, was that kind of absurdist comedy your influence or David's or both of you? Oh, we were equal in that. It was an amazing degree of uh, of shared. Uh, sensibility that show mr show i mean i think both david and cross and i felt like we expressed ourselves fully so um you know that kind of absurdity of the sketch like uh up your mom was a place that we could go to that you hadn't seen much of on tv since monty python and and we had a great time doing it mostly that sketch came from brian Posehn's terrible attitude about life which made us laugh so hard um, and you can hear it in Brian Posehn's comedy still to this day. He's a great comic, great writer, great presence, and um, he's still doing his uh, his pissed off teenager attitude. He carries it into adulthood. It's wonderful. Uh, it's it's charming. It's charming, really. Um, it is charming if you get to know it and, and you just embrace it. Bob Odenkirk is in the middle of filming Better Call Saul, the final season. Congrats on the uh, the Emmy nomination uh, for for best drama series. This is did you ever think uh, I mean, you couldn't have. It was originally what supposed to be a three three episode arc on uh, on Breaking Bad. You must have brought you must have brought something to that character right away, Bob, that wasn't initially on the page. Um, what, what do you think it was yeah. that you brought? I mean, I had a great time playing Saul Goodman in, uh, in Breaking Bad. It was a really a romp, a fun character to play. He was the one character who was not really in danger of losing anything. He only had something to gain. So everybody else in that whole universe was uh, scared and angry, and, and it was really, uh, you know, in a, in a bad place. But my character 
looked at it as this fun opportunity. And so he had this sense of fun that I think made him very likable and a, and a relief from the, uh, from the trauma of everyone else's lives. But I don't know what I brought. Listen, Vince Gilligan, who created Breaking Bad, great writer, uh, maybe one of the best ever on TV. And he just saw that the character had more texture to it than, than initially thought. Um, you know, I, I feel like <clears throat> being from Chicago, I don't know, we, there's, there's a lot of, I, I just like the people of Chicago. And I think that, I think Saul is meant to be from Cicero, you know, hmm. um, I'm not sure he's from Cicero. I think he's from LaGrange or something, you know, but anyway, <laughs> he's from that area. I'm from LaGrange, you know, originally, um, and, and Berwyn. I was born in Berwyn uh, General Hospital. Um, I think he's, maybe. maybe he's from Berwyn, but um, <laughs> he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. He doesn't quit. He, he has a good time. He is a manipulator, but he's kind of got a good heart now that we get to know him in Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, I think he's a Chicagoan. I think he's a Chicago guy. And I think there's more to us than meets the eye. Wow. I, I love thinking about the Berwinian roots of Saul Goodman now. I'm not going to be able to to separate that because there's what is it about Chicago people and, and maybe even, you know, specific uh, sub- suburb areas like you're talking about. There's a no nonsense BS. I don't know where I don't know why it happens, yeah. but 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 you can't. You just can't pull stuff over on people a lot of times who are from here. You know, I, Chicago is a tough, there's a, there's a toughness to the people in Chicago. And I think in L.A. and New York, uh, there's, you, you kind of wear your, um, you wear your personality on your sleeve. You can be a broader, louder person. And, and in Chicago, there's just, I think there's more subtext and people have a sharper eye to look out mm-hmm. for uh, anything pompous or um, any BS. Um, now, Saul is BS. Let's not forget that he's putting <laughs> on a front. But he's particularly good at it because he's a guy who recognizes what he's doing and, and, and how much of it is a manipulation. I, I, I guess I think he is a Chicago guy. I'm not sure Cicero is where I would have placed him, but... Hey, um, Bob, uh, Bob, congratulations on uh, even now um, having achieved a complex legacy in this business. It, it seems more genuine because humans are usually complex, I think. So I, yeah. I, I love I read an interview where you referenced a desire for the two way gravestone. And I think that's an idea whose time has come. Like one side says he was really funny. The other side says uh, he was a really good, serious actor. Like you're the right guy for the two way gravestone, I think. I'll take it, please. I mean, listen, I, uh, anything that makes you laugh in a cemetery is a good thing, I think. <laughs> Agreed. Bob Odenkirk, a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to go out and catch nobody in the theater. You've done it. You've sold me. So. I, I think you'll have a great time, and you'll be glad you saw it in the theater. Really. I really mean that. That's awesome. Bob, thank you. Hope to All see right. you at Wrigley this summer. Hope to see you at Wrigley right. Field this summer. You will. Okay. I'll be there. Outstanding. Right. Take care. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.